0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Today is Sunday. It's the 4th of November, 2018. Let's go ahead and get our contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with the show. I have the voicemail, which is area code two zero six seven four five two seven three one. If you would prefer to send in an email or record your own audio, the place to send that is firearmscafe at protonmail.com, all one word, firearmscafe at com. Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you'll find buttons for Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. If you like the show and would consider supporting it financially, There is a donation button there as well. All right. I think that's kind of enough of that stuff. Let's go ahead and jump in with some feedback that we got from Jeff out in Dallas. And uh, it, it does kind of tie in with some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. He writes in, hey, Tony, just giving you feedback on the show schedule. I am selfish, so I enjoy having the show every week to look forward to. That being said, I understand how it would consume a ton of time to do a weekly show and with family obligations, it can be difficult to do so. At the end of the day, I think you need to do what works best for your schedule, but I just wanted to throw in my vote as someone who really enjoys having that to look forward to every week. As for the political stuff, I agree with what you are saying. It seems like every single election, we are being told this is the most important election of our lifetime. As a Libertarian slash ANCAP type, I'm not really convinced that my vote matters. Also, from a numerical standpoint, I have never voted in an election that was decided by one vote. That being said, I vote anyway. At this point, given that I think both parties sort of suck in different ways, I tend to vote for either the Libertarian candidate or, if there is a Libertarian-leaning Republican, I vote that route. At least voting Libertarian in Texas preserves their ballot access, so it isn't completely wasted in that regard, and it is nice to say none of the above on many races. That being said, at this point my wife and I are sort of enjoying laughing at the left lose their minds, so just from an entertainment standpoint, we may be persuaded to vote R in the upcoming elections to watch them freak out if they don't get their blue wave. Sometimes you just have to sit back and laugh, given that our government pretty much seems to be a shit show. Anyway, take it easy. And that was Jeff in Dallas. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks for sending that in. I appreciate your voicing your opinion on kind of the schedule. Uh, I did write back to Jeff, but I'll tell you guys kind of what I told him is that this year is pretty much almost over. So what I will probably do is try to stick with that weekly schedule at least for this year and then we'll see kind of going forward in January whether I'm going to go ahead and do that or not. One of the things that I want to do in December and maybe even part of this month is to get a bunch of shows sort of in the can for the armed eight and because I'm doing primarily reviews or movie and movie reviews and things like that those can be for the most part, kind of like an evergreen type show. So it doesn't matter if I review a movie that came out in 1935, two years from now, it'll still be kind of a valid thing. So a lot of times with this show, with Firearms Cafe, as opposed to The Armed Ape, a lot of the things that we talk about are kind of things that are going on now or things that may be coming up in the near future. So sometimes going back and listening to some of that stuff, eh you know it 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 can have its place and it's kind of interesting to go back and listen and say oh this is kind of how i thought then uh some of it especially when we're talking about maybe philosophical points those can sort of have a little bit of an evergreen feel to them as well uh but let's talk about sort of the upcoming midterm elections now today is the 4th so come tuesday we'll have the results of a lot of the races I don't say all of them because there's, I'm sure there's going to be several that are going to be hotly contested. And I think here in Arizona, we have a race between uh, Kirsten Cinema and between Martha McSally. Cinema is a Democrat. McSally is a Republican. And I think, really, kind of had this been any other time in history, I think McSally probably would handily beat her. However, with Trump in the White House, he sort of kind of taints things a little bit or maybe puts an element into the election that normally wouldn't be there. So you're going to have a lot of people that are going to vote against McSally who maybe wouldn't have. And I don't know if it'll be balanced out by people who say, well, I'm going to vote, you know, I'm a Trump supporter, so I'm going to vote Republican straight down the line, you know, no matter what, that type of thing. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that probably what will happen is I think McSally will probably win, but by a very narrow margin. Uh, On the polls, there's a couple out here that have McSally taking it, you know, and she's up by six points or something like that. I, I really don't know what some of that stuff means because I don't know. Well, who are they talking to? How many people are in their sample? Are, are sometimes people just saying, I'm going to vote for so-and-so, or I'm going to vote for this person uh, just to mess with stuff? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, but like I said, I do think that at least here in Arizona, we will probably have a thing where there's going to be recounts. And so we're not going to know maybe for another week or so uh, after this coming Tuesday. So, And I I do think we're going to see some of that stuff in other parts of the country as well. So again, it goes back to some of the stuff I've been talking about on the last couple of shows of what does that mean for us in gun world? And I think what that means for us is that if the Republicans can kind of maintain control, at least in the Senate, and even if it kind of goes a little wonky in in the House you know there there may be some challenges we face if they if they retain control in both then i think we can kind of rest a little bit easier however there is a danger of uh, being complacent so if let's say the democrats take over the house i think that will spur on some activism and spur on sort of the will to fight with people if we step back from the gun stuff just a little bit well before we do that i think if there are some tragedies that happen and we'll we'll talk about kind of what happened In Pittsburgh here in a little bit, but I think that if the Democrats are in the House that they will be using that type of stuff to sort of further their political agenda. Uh, We've seen it in the past over and over again. So let's go ahead and step back a little bit from the gun issue and let's talk about sort of politics in general. At first, I was thinking that, oh, if they do take over again, that they will throw out all these indictments, they'll do all this other stuff. There's gonna to be tons of investigations and blah, 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 blah. And we're gonna hear mandate, mandate, mandate over and over and over. This is the will of the people, that type of stuff. Which we will hear regardless. Well, which either party wins. Both either party is gonna say, if they win, this is the will of the people, this is a mandate, blah, blah, blah. We've got to keep doing what we're gonna do or we've got to look for these changes. You know, however it's gonna be. And I used to think, well, If the Democrats win, they're going to sort of push forward and try and push forward with impeachment of Trump, with impeachment of Kavanaugh. And then I was of a different mind. I kind of thought I thought about it a little bit more. I thought, well, maybe they won't because it might hurt them a little bit further down the road. And then I thought about it some more. and and, And with some of the stuff that I've seen lately, it seems like and both sides do this, but it seems like it's more on the left that they seem to, to be more willing to kind of pour gas on the fire and maybe if some of their people get burned up in it, as long as they kind of get what they want or can further their ideas more out into the public consciousness, so to speak, if, if that makes any sense, if they can kind of get their stuff sort of out there and fermenting, it may be worth it if a couple of people on their side you know, have to bite the bullet, so to speak. So I think that a lot of these politicians, and again, it's the same on the right and the left, but I see it more on the left. I think if they win, they will push for impeachment for Kavanaugh. They'll push for impeachment for Trump. Whether that would get up past the Senate, I, I doubt it. Uh, but look for kind of a lot of turmoil. Maybe that would be good. Maybe if there's so much stuff getting riled up, maybe they won't be able to pass a bunch of new laws and do a bunch of other things like that. So we'll, we shall see. Uh, But anyway, one of the reasons why I thought maybe that they wouldn't push so hard is because it may come 2020, it may actually work more in Trump's favor for him to get reelected. And I thought, oh, that's the thing that they really don't want to have happen. But, you know, I kind of see them being very myopic it seems again when it comes to the future looking toward the future it seems that the left especially can't really see much past about 30 days and then if there is election coming up so like what's what's coming up now it's about a week and so they think, well, if, if something happens in this week, everything that else that happened before, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It'll be very, very interesting to see what's going to happen. And uh, we'll just sort of, no matter what happens, we'll just sort of have to go forward in that. I've seen kind of things pop up here and there where it's funny. When you look at stuff on Facebook or some of the social media things and you see kind of how histrionic people get, and on our side and the other side, you know, so on in gun world and, and other stuff as well. There was an article where there was a couple of lawmakers somewhere, and I don't know where, I can't remember. I just, I just glanced at it, but they, they were basically wanting to say, Hey, if you want to buy a gun, we're going to look at, you know, three years of your social, uh, your social media accounts. And then we're going to look a year at your, um, search engine history, which is ridiculous. It'll, it'll never, ever, ever pass. Uh, but, but the idea that they're floating stuff out there, again, you have to look at it two ways is do they really want something like that? Or are they kind of playing up again to their base? And I think a lot of it just is they're playing up to their base. It's, um, they don't really think that any of this stuff actually has any chance of passing. So, uh, anyway, let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about what happened in Pittsburgh with the deaths of the people in the synagogue, uh, the guy who had attacked them basically for just for being Jewish. And, you know, you feel, and I feel terrible for those people, for their families. If I'm not Jewish, but if I was, you know, I would, I don't, I don't know how you can't have in the back of your mind, are there going to be other attacks? And if I go to synagogue, is that going to happen again? One thing that I have seen on, and one thing that I'm starting to see more of, is you're having more of the, some of the rabbis and some of the leaders in the Jewish community are coming forward and saying, well, we're going to be armed, or we're going to have maybe a guard here, or we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they at least seem to be willing to have more of a conversation or maybe I should say that the conversation is starting to, at least as an outsider looking in, it seems like that conversation is starting to include more people where before it was a little bit narrower in scope. But I, I'm, I'm just glad that at least that sort of that uh, pool of people who are, who are starting to think a little bit differently about, Oh, you know, there, there is a legitimate threat here. And so hopefully, maybe they'll institute some changes. I know it won't go everywhere. But again, it's sort of, it, it's very similar to school shootings, things like that, where once it becomes common knowledge that you're going to meet not only resistance, but armed resistance at these places, at schools, at churches, at synagogues, then those places are going to be very, very low on the, on the, the list of places that are going to get attacked because those people aren't even if they're, you know, they've got some mental issues. We see it time and time again that they very carefully pick out where they want to make their attacks. Anyway, uh, like I said, I feel terrible for those guys. Hopefully again, maybe more people will be brought into the conversation and hopefully maybe more synagogues will start to have people that are armed. Hopefully they'll get some training and sort of have it that it's it's kind of common knowledge. Uh, Now in places like New York, places like San Francisco, or I guess i say California in general, Hawaii, places like that, it may be a thing where they have to hire maybe off-duty Uh, police officers or something like that, or licensed security guards, that type of thing. So, you know, who knows? We'll kind of have to see on that. I am still kind of doing a little bit of a callback to last time. I am still of the mind of trying to get maybe some of my guns sold and kind of reduce my collection and kind of concentrate on a few things here and there. I'm also wanting to get my wife and daughter more into shooting. So, you know, I'm not going to have, well, I'm still going to have a 12 gauge shotgun and things like that. Uh, and like I said, I had thought about maybe selling my 20 gauge, but what I may do is turn that old hunting gun into a more of a home defense gun. So I'll cut down the barrel to about, you know, 18 and a quarter inches and maybe get a different magazine tube to where it holds a little bit more and see how my wife would like maybe shooting that and being able to run that. Now, it, it does bring up kind of an interesting thing of the old argument of which is kind of better. Is it better to have a pistol? Is it better to have a shotgun? Is it better to have a rifle? And, and, rifle, and by rifle, I mean like an AR-15 for home defense. Um, we won't necessarily go into 22s or anything like that or some of the smaller caliber things. Or maybe I'll talk about that in a little bit, or maybe that might be a discussion for another day. But in keeping sort of with those big three, when I say a rifle, that's what I mean is an AR-15 because it's easy to shoot. You can adjust it, length of pole, all that other stuff. Uh, It's easy to run. You've got a 30 round magazine. And if you want, you can find like a reliable 40 round. Again, they're, they're basically reliable. A gun that's going to be in your house is going to be well cleaned and well oiled. And if you're using it for home defense, both, you know, everybody in that house should be tuned up on it, should be able to run it, should be able to fix a malfunction, should be able to change out a magazine, that type of stuff. So it's also a firearm that smaller kids or smaller Statured kids can shoot. So you know, if you have if your sixteen year old son is five foot ten and weighs one hundred and sixty five or one hundred and seventy pounds, well, he's going to be able to shoot that no problem. But what about your five foot two daughter that weighs ninety eight pounds? Is she going to be able to shoot that? And the answer is yes. Would she be able to shoot though your twelve gauge shotgun? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she's able to get one shot off but she's really not able to follow up, especially if it's a pump or if it jams, if it's an auto. Um, although, you know, realistically, most of the auto guns, if they're cleaned and maintained, they're not going to jam. And if you have it as, again, we're looking at this stuff with the from, from the aspect of this is a home defense weapon. So this isn't a gun that you are going to shoot a thousand rounds through it without cleaning it. And then you're also going to, it's also going to have double duty as your home defense gun. Now, I, I suppose, too, that you could look at something like a pistol caliber carbine. Uh, but again, that's probably going to be more along the lines of an AR-15 type thing. Uh, so even, even in looking at the AR-15 shooting 5.56 or .223, as opposed to shooting one that's set up to shoot a pistol caliber, either a forty five or a 9 millimeter they're basically going to kind of operate the same depending on what you've got. So we can kind of use those interchangeable. Uh, also, you can, uh, if you've got one that shoots clock mags, uh, you're the same round count. If you want, you can have the 30 round stick that you can put in there. Easy to change all that type of stuff. So let me know what you guys kind of think about some of that stuff. For me, I think if I had to rank them, I would probably rank the AR first, then I would go the handgun second, and then I would go the shotgun last. And the reason be, is for, for my ranking on that is I can move through the house if I have to. Look, if, some, if something goes down, I've got to get to my kid. Uh, so I'm going to have to go through the house. And then, you're, and then what would... The reality is if, if, something, if, if I think something is going down, my wife and I are going to go to my daughter... And we're going to then kind of barricade ourselves in her room. And then we're not going to come out until the cops get there. So if I've got to go through the house or if my daughter, let's say, had heard something and she came out and was running towards us, is it going to be better for me to have an AR or a shotgun or a pistol? You know, which one can I shoot? If I've got one hand trying to get her behind me and I'm and I've only got one hand to manipulate the weapon, am I better off am, am I better off having a, a pump shotgun? Or am I better off having an AR fifteen that I can bring that thing up to my shoulder and I can hold it? It may be a little awkward, but I can hold it and I can still fire it because I've done it before. Or is it better off for me to have a pistol? Bang, bang, bang. So uh, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think is sort of the best situation. Again, if, if, uh, if my daughter was, let's say in college and was out of the house and we hear something where it's not just the dog who's knocked over their dish or something like that, but it's actually, you know, you hear the glass breaking, you hear the door getting kicked in, something like that. At that point, we are going to try and barricade into the, into stay in our bedroom and then anybody that comes through will meet resistance. So, so I guess you could, you could let me know if uh, as far as like which scenario or both scenarios say like, okay, if it's just you guys, you and your wife or you and your husband that are in there, what gun would you like to have? If you're going to be sort of staying in the bedroom, would you then maybe prefer a shotgun uh, or st- stay with the um, the handgun or go with the, um, an AR15 pistol caliber carbine or, or rifle caliber, or rifle caliber whichever so anyway kind of let, let's take a little bit of a different tech I'd love to hear from you guys so send that send that in to, to me at uh, firearmscafe@protonmail.com. at I've got one last thing to talk about, and then I think we're going to draw the show to a close. I know it'll make the show a little bit shorter, but a lot of the stuff that I want to talk about and some of the stuff going forward, I kind of want to, it's basically just speculation. So I kind of want to have more information, especially with the elections and what's going on and some of the challenges that we can face depending on how the election goes. So there was a story where the police got into a, a running gun battle, I think, with this guy and, initially ended up and eventually ended up, there we go, uh, killing the guy. And I think some of the cops were received some injuries. I don't know if it was from maybe uh, fragments of glass or, or if any of them got shot, but I don't think any of them received anything that was life-threatening, which is good. But the interesting thing is where the weapons were stolen from. And There was, I believe it was DPS, which is like the state police. And it was one of the local, uh, one of the local towns who the, the, that were the police officers that were involved in the, in the actual shooting. But it turns out that the guns were stolen from the sheriff's department, how they were stolen. I hadn't really been able to find out that stuff at the time that I was reading. It wasn't there. They were just basically saying it turned out, Oh, the guns were reported as as being stolen from uh the sheriff's department. So, you know, a lot of times we hear that well, you know, the average person, the average citizen isn't fit to have guns. They you know, that's why they they get stolen all the time and they're used in crimes and that's why only the police should have guns or only government agencies should have guns. Well, again, they're staffed with people and they make mistakes and so Sometimes weapons that even go into the government hands can get stolen. I think it is, it's a, it's a good sort of teachable moment all around for everything, especially with how we as individuals should, if if you have a firearm, how you should store it. If it's not on you, it should be locked up. It should be where nobody can gain access to it, except for the people that you want to be able to get access to it. So anyway, I just threw that out kind of as like a food for thought, maybe as a little bit of a teachable moment, so that is it. Like I said, uh, I will, I think, continue to do the show, try to put it out weekly. And I'm also going to try and get a bunch of shows in the can for the armed ape so that I can get that stuff going. So if you are a fan of that, hopefully I'll be able to get that stuff going. And, uh, especially if I can get a couple of months worth of reviews, sort of in the can where I can just pop them out then maybe I can be able to get some of uh, some co-hosts and things like that on the show with me and reach out to some other people so anyway alright love to hear from you guys uh, 206-745-2731 is a voicemail Firearms Cafe at protonmail.com is the email for you to send all your feedback alright guys I'll talk to you next time here we go one step back time